Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fertility Mentor Podcast. Every Thursday, we'll come up with a new episode that will help you boost your fertility and change your life for good. My name is Anna Reyes, and the podcast starts now. So my special guest today is Prandipa Narayaswamy. Hi, Prandipa. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. I'm super thrilled to have you here. And today we'll talk about how do you go through the holidays without hiding? So, but before we do so, Pranjipa, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yes, thank you. Um, great topic, by the way. And my name is Pradeepa, and I'm a fertility coach. And my mission is pretty simple and straightforward. My, as a coach, I help your infertility journey suck less. Um, I became a coach, especially supporting people going through infertility, because that's something that I have personally experienced for myself for 12 long years. And nevertheless, to say, if you're going through something like this for 12 years, it truly tests you as a person. And it was such a lonely journey for me. It was such a painful journey for me. There was so much shame and it truly tested me as a person. I was struggling uh, through this physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. I was exhausted because 12 years going through fertility struggles and treatments is, is a long time, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and I typically use this analogy. I'll just quickly share that with you. Every time, uh, you know, I had three miscarriages. And after the three miscarriages, our doctor recommended starting fertility treatments and started with fertility treatments, first with medications that didn't work, then IUI, which is intrauterine insemination. We had three treatments of that that didn't work. Then our doctor recommended, like, let's stop this. We'll go to the, the golden standard, in my opinion, which is IVF, in vitro fertilization. Um, so we tried back to back to back eight cycles of IVF, which is a lot, in my, in my personal opinion. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, there is a big financial aspect to it, but like I said, there is also a physical, a mental, emotional, um, and spiritual aspect to it because eight cycles means eight times it didn't work out for us. And our diagnosis was unexplained infertility, which made it even harder because like medically, there is nothing wrong with either one of you, but we don't know as medical experts why you are not able to get pregnant or stay pregnant, right? So that makes it even more frustrating. Uh, and it really, you know, at some point you will, t- you will, you're, you are already starting to think like, why me? Like, why not me? Like, why are you testing me this way? Right? So you are, you are having to go through all these questions and it confuses. And I personally felt so stuck, Anna, in my life. Yeah. Calendar days were moving, months were moving, years were moving, but I felt like I was stuck in my life. I did not know how to deal with my family. I did not know how to deal with my friends. I did not know how to, um, you know, how my relationship with my husband struggled a great deal because fertility treatments means, you know, you're going to have timed sex. What that means is, you know, your intimacy is thrown out the window, right? Like your relationship, the intimacy was so hard to keep. So there is all these different things that was going on. And uh, honestly, my coping mechanism was 
just to sit in front of Netflix and numb myself. Like, you know, I, I just mindlessly watch Netflix, binge watch Netflix before even binge watching was even a thing. Okay. Right. That's how I coped up with it. And all I wanted to do is how do I hide from this? Like, how do I disappear from the face of birth? How do I, because I, I tried to avoid talking to people. I tried to go to uh, social events, right? It, yeah. Tried to, uh, I avoided talking to my husband because I didn't know what's, how it's going to show up. Like, how do I handle my emotions? Because it was extremely emotional for me, right? And going through this by myself, I couldn't even talk to my own mother, Anna, because in my mind, mom, you have me and my brother. Yeah, you what's wrong with what you? It is like, what it is like to go through infertility, right? Like, I cannot, you can't connect with me. I don't think you will understand, right? So I can't even connect and talk to my own mother. That was, uh, that's how I, I was, that's, that's exactly what it was for me, Anna. That's really, really hard experience, I'd say. And uh, I can't even imagine to have so many emotions and pain which you went through. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's amazing how you were able to cooperate with, with that for 12 years and yep. uh, being strong and even made a career out of it, right? Because now yeah, because you went yeah. through all of that and now you can actually help other women to go through that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So eight years, eight, I'll, I'll forward, fast forward to what happened. So after the eighth failure, I just couldn't take it anymore. I have to say like, okay, my husband even recommended like, let maybe let's go for one more cycle because we had the right age and age is a big factor when you go through fertility treatments. Right. Oh, yes. uh, and for some reason, that was the first time I said like, no, I don't want it to do this anymore. I wanted to stop and completely respected my decision. And we mutually decided we wanted to go into the adoption route. Mm -hmm. And it took five years for us to bring our son home. Um, and it's been three wonderful years since we have Karthik. Karthik is my son's name at home with us. Best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Uh, but that's a mutual decision that, uh, that we both made. Even after I decided, we decided to do the adoption paperwork. Anna, it took me three years, to be honest with you, to truly move on and accept my reality with infertility. Because even after we signed the paperwork for adoption and we were going through the process, mm -hmm. in my mind, I was still thinking like, oh my God, I gave myself completely to this process. I tried and tried and tried. I did everything. I, I, was, I, am, a, I am a Google expert today because of my infertility, because all I used to do is sit in front of Google and search desperately for answers. What is the tea that I can drink? What is a supplement I can take? What is a food that I can eat? What is the ritual that I can do, right? Like anything and everything. Some, as, some, as somebody even recommended to eat fries from a specific McDonald's restaurant, as crazy as it sounds, seriously, right? Like I was desperate. And I, I can relate to that because a lot of people that I talk to, um, my potential clients, I've, I've seen the desperation. And I, used, I can empathize with them because I used to be one of that person constantly searching for answers, constantly searching for answers at wrong places, to be honest with you, right? I used to, I was part of like 
so many support groups online. Mm -hmm. And I used to put my numbers out there and say like, hey, what's my hope? These are not medical people and they don't have any medical knowledge or experience. And I used to put my number, this is my HCG number. Is there any hope for me? Yeah. This, is, this is how my embryo looks. Do you think that, that there is any hope for this to be developed, right? Like I was desperate. Like it, my desperation showed, like I was fogged by my desperation. So I was looking for answers at the wrong places and with the wrong people, right? Because I didn't know any better. All I wanted is like somebody tell me what to do. Somebody give me, give me a silver bullet or a, a medication or a pill that's going to change me, that's going to help me, that's going to help me become pregnant and stay pregnant, right? So desperation, shame, jealousy, I can't tell you how much of jealousy, not a bad or a mean kind. You know, I, when, when my friends and my family members who got even married way after me, when they are celebrating their birthday parties and baby showers and hear me you know, like touching my tummy with nothing and like failure after failure, I can't help myself. I can't help myself, right? Like that's how my life was. Um, like I said, when after we started our adoption paperwork, it took me three years to truly, okay, this is it, it, to get over myself and truly move on. But the actual day that I realized I wanted to serve people going through infertility is when my son came home. I looked back that day and I didn't, I had two options, Anna. All I wanted was I wanted a family and I wanted to be a mom. So when Karthik came home um, in August of 2016, I had everything that I asked for. I could have just moved on with my life. But at that moment, I stopped for a second and looked back and thought, you know what? 12 years of going through something like this is a long time. And it impacted me as a person so much. And I learned so many things during my journey. And I know, I mean, like I, I use this word quite a bit, sucked. It really, really sucked for me. Mm -hmm. And I know there are other people who are also in the same boat going through something similar like that. So I looked back and at that moment I thought, I've been a coach for a long time and I've been a coach for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. and I thought that, you know what? I am going to dedicate my life to support other people going through fertility challenges so that their journey doesn't have to suck that much. And that's the day, Anna, I decided that I'm going to become a fertility coach. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I feel like every, I think feeling which you were trying to describe is, is so much passion and, and yet like you decided to go with adoption papers, right? And it's still, it's such a hard decision. So it doesn't matter like which way you were going to right either keep trying or go with adoption still both ways would be hard so it's just one route and another and it's amazing that once you saw your son that's when you realized i don't need to be a natural mom i yeah. can be this is my son this is my family i am a mom yes Yes. Yes. I'm a mom. And, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's what I was desperately, my journey, you know, it was 16 years into my life. After 16 long years, you know, I finally became a mom after I got married. I got married in 2000 and I got Karthik home in 2016. 
I'm, I finally have the family that I wanted. I finally have a child that I wanted to be a mother to. And I had the option to move on with my life. I could have just ignored my journey and I could have gone with like, okay, I can be every, like everybody else, right? But, you know, I did not want to forget what I've actually went through because that is something I, I honestly, I don't know what your spiritual belief is, but I believe that I was born in this world and had to go through fertility challenges so that I become a fertility coach and support others. It actually, I'm actually grateful for my infertility because it gave a bigger purpose for me in my life. And it's 12 years of your life. It's your experience. So you can't yeah. just uh, close the eyes on that, right? You leave those 12 years you suffered uh, during this time. And now yeah. you can help other women to... Yeah, you don't have like, to suffer. Exactly. You don't have to struggle in silence because I struggled in silence. I suffered in silence. My relationship struggled. I avoided going to see my family in India for four years. I did not know how to uh, act or react when a friend or a family member talk about their pregnancy or their baby shower or when I got invited to any of these parties where it reminds me of my childlessness. I was afraid to go to malls where I didn't want to see any child or children playing because that's going to remind me like it, it, there were so many triggers when you walk out the street, but I can't just sit inside the home and aloof myself. But sometimes I did. Mm -hmm. I remember one day coming home from work. It, I was at that time I was in Milwaukee right now. I'm in Dallas. I was in Milwaukee, so the winters are pretty cold and it's pretty dark in the evening. One winter evening, I came home from work and I remember sitting in my car for Anna three hours. It was freezing outside. I stopped my car. I was sitting in my car for three hours straight, not wanting to go inside my home because I didn't want to be reminded of my hopeless reality with infertility three hours. I was just freezing. Yeah. I was sitting. I did not know what I was trying to do. Yeah. That was painful. It was extremely painful. And that's the reason, Anna, I, I decided to dedicate my life so that no other person sits in their car for three hours. Yeah. Not go wanting to go into yeah. their own home. Yeah. So that also reminds us about the holiday season, right? And then the holidays can bring not only excitement, but also anxiety, especially among, among couples who try to conceive, right? And all these questions, when you, when you will have a baby or unsolicited, unsolicited advice may add even more stress to already not an easy journey. So Prinzipa, how could one overcome that fear of being asked all these painful questions and basically not to hide. Yeah, that's a great, because the holiday seasons are coming. It puts a, like, I used to be like, I used to fear when holiday season comes because holiday season means holiday parties. And they you know, like you're, you're, you're being invited to different people's homes and, you know, you're going to see kids there or you're going to see somebody announcing your pregnancy there, right? Like mm -hmm. those are, such difficult times and one thing that i share from my experience and one thing that i i nowadays coach my uh clients is 
first of all, if you're going for a holiday party and if you truly do not want to go for whatever reason, respect your decision. Mm -hmm. right? It's okay not to go. Yes. You know, just because somebody is calling you doesn't mean that you are super obligated to go. It's okay to say, no, I, I am sorry. This is something that I will not be able to participate this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, always, always, always listen to what your own mind and your body is telling you, right? Don't get forced into social pressure, right? I always tell like as a couple, always agree, right? Like sit and talk about this, right? Like holidays are coming. Maybe somebody, your parents or your in-laws or your relatives or your friends or family, whoever is hosting it, what do you, how do you want it both to show up? Mm -hmm. Because if the, like you said, couples need to be in sync on this. Yes. So initially, Anna, when I started coaching, I was only coaching women. I was primarily coaching women. And very, very soon I started coaching men and I added couples as well because going through infertility as a couple is a whole another animal than going it through by yourself, right? As a couple, it creates a lot of relationship issues. It creates a right. lot of challenges, with, especially when it comes to the intimacy. So I always encourage partners to be in sync, make the decisions together, right? Mm -hmm. Respect each other. And ask each other, like, hey, I know we got this invitation. What do you think we should do? Mm -hmm. And see whether you can come to some kind of consensus. Don't overrule. If some, one of you says that, like, no, I don't want it to go, respect that. And that's totally okay. Yes, I totally agree. That's totally, totally okay. And that's one thing that I always say. Other thing is, you know, if you, if you are going to a party and if you think that you, you, were, you wanted to have to, you wanted to have a good time and go to a party, plan what you're going to tell people. Mm -hmm. Plan ahead, right? Like, hey, when somebody asks that, like, let's be in sync, right? Mm -hmm. How do we support each other, right? Like, how do, I mean, like, how do we answer this question together, right? So have an answer handy so that at the moment when somebody throws a question at you, you're not like, I used to be awkwardly smiling or right. like, I don't know what to say or, you know, you, I, I wish, oh my God, I wish I can disappear from here, right? Like, so I used to think all those things, I want to strangle you, but don't ask me that question. I mean, like you, you get, you get all those different things, but when you plan ahead, whatever the answer may be, right? Like whatever the answer may be. Um, plan ahead and both of you agree to that answer and share that answer. And that's totally okay as well. That's great recommendations. But let's go on the other side. So say if you are actually hosting an event, right? And you're inviting uh, a couple who are going through infertility. So what, how can you support them in yeah. their journey? Great question. This is something that often my friends who people who know me that I'm a fertility coach always ask me like Pradeepa I know I have a sister I, I have three children but I have a sister going through fertility challenges I don't know what to tell them I don't know how to support mm -hmm. right like that's that's a great question so if you are somebody hosting somebody who is who doesn't have a kid yet but you don't know what's going on in their life right like you may not unless they have told you that they are going through treatments mm -hmm. So respect their privacy, right? Like don't uh, put them on spot and don't try to ask how things are going in the fertility side or yeah. when are you going to have kids or what's the delay. 
And oftentimes, if you haven't experienced infertility, you're not in a best position to advise. That's Absolutely. the honest truth, right? Yes. Because you cannot relate to what the other person is going through. Absolutely. Oftentimes, people will tell things like, oh, just relax, have a glass of wine, yeah. and it's going to happen, right? I relaxed. I don't drink, but I tried glass of wine. It did not happen for me, right? So saying things like that, or just because, right? Like, just because, you know, you're going through this doesn't mean, like, you know, don't, don't say things like that or just adopt, right? Oh, yes. Just use the services. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't say that because it's not your decision. And that's right? your business too, right? Not your business too, right? Like oftentimes people obligated, some, some people, right? Especially some people from certain cultures, uh, when they meet you and when they see you are of certain age, the first question they ask is like, how many kids do you have? Oh, yeah. Right? How many kids yep. do you have? That used to be such a hurtful question for me mm -hmm. because they, all, they assumed that, you know, you are of a certain age and you're already married. They don't even know whether you want to be married or not. And then they already assume that you are having a child. You have child or children, right? You are having kids. So don't assume things, right? Because the world is so different now. People have choices and people respect their choices and we have to respect people's choices as well. Absolutely. And we have to respect people's, um, people's choices and shouldn't assume things and ask those things. Mm -hmm. Don't. And if you know somebody, so this is for people who don't know whether the couple is going through fertility challenges or not. But if you are somebody who knows that your friend or family is going through fertility challenges, Again, don't tell them any of these things that I just said, like just relax or it's going to happen or whatever, mm -hmm. just adopt, don't do this. But instead, what you can tell them is be honest with them. If you have not gone through fertility challenges, tell them, my dear friend or my dear family member, you know what? I do not understand what you're going through. And that's not, not something that I would be able to understand. But you know what? I am here for you. I am here for you. That's it. Just give them the space. Give them a nice hug, right? Offer them a shoulder to cry on. And, you know, do a self-care activity with them. You know, go for a massage or a pedicure or a manicure or a meditation class or a yoga mm -hmm. class or read a book, whatever that is, right? Show that you are there for them. Because Anna... That would, have, that would have been something that I would have killed for back then. I wish somebody just sat with me by my side and said that, like, Pradeepa, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here for you. All I needed was just those words because don't sympathize people, right? I hated sympathy. And oftentimes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You, you, all these things are yeah. failing for you. Please don't say that because I'm already feeling crappy here. And that's just going to add more fuel to the fire. But when you are so honest and when you are just there for that person and offer you and your time, you know, that was the greatest gift that you can give somebody this holiday season not talking about the ones that's nicely wrapped mm -hmm. your presence 
you know, your actual presence with them, a good hug, right? A good walk with them, a nice shoulder to cry on. You know, that would be a wonderful gift for somebody, a person or a couple going through fertility challenges. Absolutely. And uh, yes, that's pretty, it's a support which we're looking for, right? Absolutely. Support and understanding. Absolutely. And respect and privacy, as you said. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Prandipa, for sharing this personal story. So much passion. And I see that you love what you're doing. You want to help everybody who goes through infertility because it's, it's important. It's important for people who are going and knowing that there is a person who actually can understand them and support them. Yes. And give that shoulder to cry. Absolutely. And my mission is to help your infertility journey suck less. Absolutely. And Pradeep, if somebody will be interested in working with you, how can they find you? It's everything is in my website, Anna, PradeepaFertilityCoach.com. Wonderful. And I will attach this website to the description to this podcast. Awesome. Thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for today's conversation. And I'm hoping that whatever we talk today, help at least few people, few of your listeners to go through their holiday season um, with, with strength and courage. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Prinzipa, for joining me in this episode. And I will finish this episode like I always do. Stay healthy and baby dust to you all.